everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Dylan James. And alongside me is JT Taylor. JT, it's a special day for you today. Yes, it is, man. It's a very special day. Special day. It's J- my birthday. JT is turning the big 2-9 today. Oh, yeah. 2-9. Not as big as 30, but I'm getting there. You're getting the next year. <laughs> next year. We'll be celebrating that next year. But... Big two nine. How's yep, that feel? That's basically my twenty first birthday plus eight. <laughs> yeah, your eighth anniversary eighth of your twenty first <laughs> birthday. How does that feel though? Being twenty nine. Oh man, different. It's just hard for me to believe, man. Twenty nine and I'm gonna be thirty, and but I'm very excited, very thankful that you know I'm still here and make the most of it. And I know I was talking to Dave Rankins early about time. Like Dave, I'm twenty. I was joking with him early today. I was like, I'm twenty one. But legally, I'm 29. I know I don't look like I'm 29, like gray hair or something. But uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm getting there. And he's like, I'm just gonna stop you before you go any further because I, I was like, Dave, I'm just trying to enjoy the moment of being young, man. I'm not gonna be young forever. True. I mean, True. I'm not gonna look like this 20 years from now. Exactly. I mean, I hope so, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but how but anyway, was your week, man? It's good. It was good. Um, just been working a lot. You know, that's pretty much all I've been doing. <laughs> just just working. Yes, me and you both, man. All right, Dylan. Well, before we get the show started off, episode 24, uh, Dylan and I, we just wanted to extend our thoughts, prayers, and heartfelt condolences to the victims, their families, and all those that have been affected by uh, the tragedy that happened in Las Vegas this past Sunday. Uh, Dylan, of course, I, this news broke to, on our, Orlando uh, basically one or two in the morning. Yeah. We saw yeah. this going down. And, of course, Orlando, we went through this similar situation last year with the Polish nightclub shooting last year in June. So uh, my hope, Dylan, is, uh, you know, obviously that the, the city gets support to get through this uh, difficult time. Uh, I know here in Orlando, we went through the, uh, the shooting situation with the Pulse nightclub. Uh, we had a lot of people help us out, rally through um, us cast members. We had some cast members affected with the situation. Yeah. And we helped out, sent cars to the like, first responders, things like that. And... Orlando United, there was a campaign that Orlando City did to help raise money. Orlando won campaign, which I donated money to, so that was great. So in Vegas, I know they're doing something similar with that, doing donating for blood, money, you know, help people get through this uh, difficult time. So me and Dylan just want to say Las Vegas, we're thinking about you guys, and uh, we'll definitely help uh, see what we can do to help you guys get through this time, and I'll try to see if I can donate. Dylan, we'll see what we can do about that. Yeah. But uh, we're thinking about Las Vegas, and I know the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, they're going to do a tribute uh, for the first responders, the victims, uh, for their first game on uh, Tuesday because they play the Arizona Coyotes on Tuesday. Very good. Very good. Um, So moving on from this sad news, let's move on to some football talk, why don't we? Mm -hmm. Um, Let's start with the college football. I mean, there was some craziness in college football last week. JT, your upset actually happened. Uh, USC got upset in Wazoo. By Washington, um, Washington, Washington State. State. That's right, Washington State. Um, huge win for them, thirty to twenty-seven. I mean, it was it was bound to happen. USC had not been playing at the level they had throughout this entire season. I mean, they've been playing poorly the past few weeks, and well, it, it I was talked about it last week where they've been doing fine the first three quarters, but they weren't doing so hot the fourth quarter. And Washington State, they were up big, and 
USC kept hanging it close, and they were going down the field, Dylan, with like less than two minutes to go. That they could have tied the game, maybe won it, and their quarterback fumbled the ball, and Washington State defensemen recover it for them to clinch the victory. So, uh, congrats to Washington State, big win for them. And uh, Dylan, we had a lot of impressive scores. Uh, of course, Alabama, they're rolling by, <laughs> beating up Ole Miss. Uh, Georgia, oh man, Dylan, I, I don't know what happened to your Tennessee boys, man. Uh, I don't either. We don't have don't to talk either. about it, but well, <laughs> it I mean, was... it, it, it's still we ha- we had a podcast a few weeks ago that was entitled "This Fire Butch Jones." That's all I have to say. Just fire Butch Jones. He does not know how to coach. He knows how to recruit. That's a big thing. But you have to, on the flip side, you have to be good at coaching as well. And with the talent we have on our team, we should be undefeated right now we really should be we're playing not as a team but as individuals on a team right now they're they're playing for themselves and that's just not working out sorry butch um your campaign in tennessee this past five years has been great but i think we need to move on to something else so the john gruden talk is already happening i've i've been hearing whispers about that chip kelly too is in the mix as well Well, les miles is in the mix as well so i think that there are some coaches out there that we could pick up um, however, I think that it is Butch Jones' time to go, although it hasn't happened yet. He hasn't been let go yet, which is kind of surprising. I would think that they would want to let him go as quickly as possible. Since they have a bye week this weekend, then they would have two weeks with a new coach to implement a system in the short term to hopefully win this next game. Um, but it's going to be a tough road ahead if, if Butch Jones keeps coaching the way his, he has been this season. Yeah, definitely, Dylan. Uh, Clemson, of course, they beat Virginia Tech 31-17. to That was my upset, too. Mm-hmm. I thought Virginia Tech was going to come in and win it. Um, it was a pretty close game, um, but yeah, so Clemson still ran away with it. So. Definitely. And then Oklahoma State, they hung on uh, to beat Texas Tech. Uh, Mason Rudolph, he did pretty well, 27-38, 376 yards and three touchdowns. And <clears throat> the big surprise, Dylan, well, not your San Diego State, Aztecs, they're still undefeated. Yeah, <laughs> so those guys that. are looking good. They almost were not undefeated though. Up until yeah, the third Illinois. quarter, Northern Illinois this is actually a good came team, back. Man, Northern Illinois. Remember, they beat Nebraska a few weeks ago. They came back. They scored 14 points in the third quarter. However, San Diego just made them. You know, they had a goose egg in the fourth quarter. San Diego State kicked a field goal, made it 34 to 28. Um, so it was actually a really good game. I'm glad San Diego's doing as well as they are, and I think they're going to keep. Keep doing it. Keep continuing. So the only bad thing about that team is is that they don't have quality opponents the rest of the season if you look at their schedule. Mm-hmm. So do you think they're going undefeated? And if they do go undefeated, do you think they will be able to get into the college football playoff simply because they won against they won against Stanford? That's the only quality team they've actually won against. That was no, they beat Arizona State. Arizona State, that's right. I think I'm talking about somebody else. Um, but it beat Arizona State. So that's one quality opponent they had. So other than that, though, I mean, there are no other quality opponents they're playing. So do you think they can well, actually... they are playing Boise State. And we know, yeah. Boy- I know Boise State's not like a team like they were when Chris Peterson was there. Yeah. But that's still a possibility. But remember, Dylan, they have to run a the table. They're in the Mountain West, and you have to compete against all those other non-Big Five big conference schools like the Conference USA and the MAC and all that to try to be again New Year's Day bowl game. So we'll have to see how they're going to do. 
Um, they play UNLV this weekend, though. And by the way, they did beat Stanford, just to let you know. Yes, it's they did. Third, third week, twenty to seventeen. So I wasn't crazy. Um, but that, yeah, I don't. Do you think that the committee will actually put them in contention for the playoff? If they actually do run the table. If if there's no under undefeated teams in the other conferences, then yes, Dylan. Because they usually are going to pick one. Yeah, but, one. but they usually look at quality of your schedule as well. Do you think, if you're looking at the schedule for San Diego State right now, do you think this is a quality schedule they've played? No. No. I mean, you only play two ranked teams. Well, Arizona State, I don't think, was ranked when they played them. But only one ranked team, Stanford. But, you know... I mean, these smaller schools, it's tough for them, Dylan. I mean, you're not going to get um, USC to go down the street to San Diego to play at Qualcomm Stadium. Yeah. you got to go in their house. Yeah, true. So you're going to get Washington to come down, the Huskies. You're going to have to go up to Seattle to play them. Tennessee, they're not going to come to San Diego. They want you to go to the, the Rocky Top. So that's just how it is. So San Diego State, they're doing what they can, um, but we'll have to wait and see. But – one team that well, they're not going to probably go to the New Year's six New Year's game six bowl, but they're during definitely go to a good bowl game. They keep us up. The Troy Trojans, they shocked the LSU Tigers in Death Valley. Man, I don't think a lot of us were expecting that. Wow, what is going on, at LSU, Dylan? LSU is. Uh, driving itself into the ground. That's what Ed Orgeron's doing with that program. Um, that's another situation where I think that the coach needs to be let go. They need to go in a different direction than they are right now. Um, and Ed Orgeron is not the answer for LSU. They need to find their their identity because obviously after Leonard Fournette left that program, they have not been able to do anything. Um, so we'll need to see. We'll need to keep an eye on that because I think that that's going to be another coach that's on the hot seat coming up in the next few weeks. All right, Dylan. Well, let's move on and preview week six of the college football season this weekend. Uh, We had some big games. We had a game last night, NC State beating Louisville 39-25. to Uh, Lamar Jackson did not have a good night again. So I think it's safe to say, unless he picks it up, he's going to probably not make it very far in the Heisman Trophy race. Uh, We also got West Virginia taking on TCU. We got Miami, the Hurricanes, taking on Florida State, Seminoles. Alabama taking on Texas A&M. We got Michigan State against Michigan. And our boys, UCF, the Knights, will be up in Cincinnati taking on the Bearcats. And UCF, Dylan, they're undefeated, so they're doing pretty well, too. And they're ranked, too. They're yes. 25th on the top 25 poll. So that's fantastic for them. Um, so tell me two, t- two games that you're looking at um, that are going to be interesting to watch this weekend. Obviously, West Virginia and TCU. Uh, TCU did has done really well in their season so far, and they're going to be at home against West Virginia. West Virginia, we know they can score a lot of points, so I wouldn't expect a lot of defense in this game, but I'm leaning towards TCU coming out of way with that victory against the Mountaineers. And then another game that you have to watch, I, I don't know how, um, I don't know how in the world it's going to be a good game, but it's a Pac-12 game between the Washington State Cougars against the Oregon Ducks. Now the Oregon Ducks I know they slipped up against Arizona earlier this our last month, but Oregon's at home. It's in their stadium, and Washington State they're coming off a high with that victory against USC. So it could be a trap game, Dylan. I think that's a game that Oregon could upset. 
the Cougars. Yeah. Uh, also another game to look out for, Maryland versus Ohio State. That should be a pretty good game as well because both teams have only lost one game. So look at that game on uh, at 4 o'clock on Fox on Saturday. Um, another game I'm wanting to watch too because, I mean, it might not be a blowout. Most likely it will be. Alabama versus Texas A&M. I want to see if Texas A&M can actually um, keep up with the Alabama roll tide. I don't think they'll be able to, but, you know, it'll be interesting to watch. It's always SEC competition is always good to watch. So since there's no Tennessee game on this weekend, I might turn on to that, that Well, game. you can watch the other UT, the Texas Longhorns. True. We beat Iowa State last week on Thursday Night Football, and now this week we're playing K-State. K-State's going to be a tough team, uh, but I think Longhorns will uh, pick it up, and they're going to win at home. And remember, Dylan, after this game this weekend, next week we got the big one, the Red River Shootout against the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah. Um, so what's your upset of the week, your upset alert? My upset alert for this week is, uh, it was kind of tough, Dylan, because I was trying to decide between so many. But I'm going to go out on the limb, and I'm going to say the Michigan State Spartans are going to upset the Michigan Wolverines. Now, call me crazy. I know Michigan's a 10-point favorite, blah, 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 blah. But their quarterback, Brian Lewerke, he's done very well. He has eight touchdowns, has near almost 1,000 passing yards. And remember, Dylan, back in 2015, nobody thought the Michigan State Spartans were going to upset Michigan at the big house. Nobody. And they got the miracle game at Ann Arbor to upset uh, the Michigan, Michigan Wolverines on the road. And I really think Michigan State... I know they had a down year last year, but I said they're going to do a lot better this year, and I think they're going to step it up and knock out the Wolverines. One game I'm looking at, upset alert wise. Um, well, I'm not, I'm eh, not really upset alert wise. I guess upset alert in the sense that it hasn't happened in several years. Miami versus Florida State. Florida State has had Miami's number for the past uh, seven years. Okay. Well, I hope for Florida State their kickers can kick field goals. Hopefully so. Because the Buccaneers didn't get it. <laughs> they didn't. At we'll all. talk about them later. At all. <laughs> um, so last year, if you if you recall, um, they actually had a nail biter um, in Miami last year against Florida State when they were ranked twenty third. It was twenty to nineteen that score, the final score. Miami, uh, Florida State actually pulled that one out and beat Miami for the seventh year in a row. This will be the tie. This will be the breaker right here. Miami will win this game against Florida State this weekend in Tallahassee. They are uh, favored. Miami is favored by three points. That's it. So um, you know it's going to be a tough game, but I think Miami is definitely going to pull that one out, and Miami will break the streak that Florida State has put into place. It will break the seven-year streak, and Miami will continue to be ranked. All right, Dylan, let's transition over to the NFL. Uh, we had some big games that happened in Week 4 this past weekend. Unfortunately for Dylan, our, our Titans, they got the doors blown off in Houston last week. 57-14, Marcus Mariota got injured, so they pulled him out. They signed Brent Whedon, which I know everyone at ESPN, because ESPN make a big deal about all these quarterbacks, they signed over Colin Kaepernick. What are you doing? I'm like, guys, we've been over this. Okay? Get, stay calm. Although, although. I, I said I, they're only bringing Brandon Wheat in for insurance in case Mariota can't play. True. I, I have to put in this whole thing into consideration that with Matt Castle being our backup already, Brandon Whedon is that kind of style quarterback. I don't know why they didn't go with somebody else, um, a more mobile quarterback instead of a Matt Castle type. But, I mean, Brandon Whedon, I guess that he is more of a safety valve. He's more of the player that he'll come in there. He won't 
He won't do anything drastic to where it'll change the game considerably, but he'll be in there to hand the ball off to Delaney, uh, to DeMarco Murray, um, to Derrick Henry, pass the ball to um, Delaney Walker, things like that. So, I mean, Matt Castle will play if Mar- if Marcus Mariota cannot play this weekend. He will be the starting quarterback. Um, Brandon Whedon will be there just be just in case Matt Castle gets injured too. But they're saying that. Marcus Mariota might play this weekend. He has been limited the past three days in practice, but um, you know I, I think that he might be able to give it a go. I think the biggest reason why he was pulled from that game this past weekend is because one, the Texans were already up twenty. I think it was twenty eight, um, twenty eight to fourteen at that point. So they were already up a lot. You know, Marcus had run for a second touchdown at that point. He dove for the pylon, and he actually played a few series after that too. After he got injured, quote unquote. So I think there was something that happened with his hamstring. However, I don't think it was to the extent of pulling him from the game. I really don't think it was that big of an injury. I think it was more of a, hey, look, we're losing this game anyway. Let's pull Marcus from the game and make sure he's healthy for the next few weeks. But, you know, hopefully we see him play this weekend. If not, Matt Castle is a good quarterback, too. He's a serviceable quarterback. We do have a running game that can play, which we haven't had. You know, two years ago, we didn't have this running game. We didn't have this offensive line that we have now. So I think it'll be better this weekend having Matt Castle under center. But we'll see if um, Marcus Mariota can give it a go or not. All right, Dylan, other scores that happen. Uh, The Bills... Uh, beating the Falcons, that was very surprising. Uh, the Bills got a field goal late, and then their defense made a last-second stand against the Falcons to win that game 23-17. The Dallas Cowboys losing to the L.A. Rams. Are they for real? They beat them 35-30. to uh, Jared Goff had two touchdowns in the game, 255 passing yards. Detroit Lions, they beat the Minnesota Vikings 14-7. So the Patriots losing on a field goal late in the game against the Panthers. Jets beat the Jaguars. And then, of course, the Eagles beating the Chargers, Giants losing the Bucks, and then the Chiefs coming back because they were losing against the Redskins. They came back to win that game. It's a strong second-half performance by Alex Smith. So good for them. All right, Dylan, so for week five, just to preview that real quick, uh, there was only one game that happened so far, the Patriots uh, hanging on to beat the Buccaneers last night. Uh, Tom Brady, he had a rough night. The offense really struggled in that game. And Tom Brady, I believe he's play, they played five games on the Patriots, and he's had, like, what, 12 sacks? Yeah. The lineman is not helping him out right now. And Tom Brady, he's almost 40. Yeah, that's not a good thing to do. They need to come in and bring in some guys to beef up that offensive line or do something, shift positions, something. I don't know what's happening in New England, but their offensive line play is not up to par. I think that Bill Belichick will address that situation soon. Um, but, yeah, it's something they need to address very, very quickly. Yeah, Dylan, and you know the Buccaneers, of course, their kicker, uh, uh, I think it was uh, Novak, I think was his name, he missed three field goals. So now they're having tryouts for kickers. Kickers are just having a bad month this past December, man. They had a bad month. Well, I mean, you look at college football, you don't see many good kickers in college football either. So it, it's yeah. hard to pull from college. It's hard to draft kickers nowadays because there aren't good kickers in the league and there aren't good kickers in in college football either so you know this is the situation where they need to have a farm team they need to have farm teams for the nfl a developmental league um for players because i mean if they had that i think we would probably see more quality kickers coming out but that's why you know you saw the guy coming out of florida state aguayu and and players like that i mean it, it's hard to find 
those kickers nowadays. So, you know, it's it's not the days of the Rob Baronis and and uh the Sebastian Janikowski, things like that. It's it's not the same the same era as it was before. Definitely, Dylan. All right, just some quick recap of some games to look at for this weekend. We got the Titans and the Dolphins. Uh we got the Bills and Bengals, Jets, Browns, Panthers and Lions. That should be an interesting game. Uh we got the Cardinals and Eagles. Uh we also have the Seahawks and Rams, that's going to be an interesting game as well. Packers, Cowboys, the Chiefs and Texans are the Sunday night game. And, of course, uh, Monday night, you got the Vikings and the Bears. So, Dylan, who was your, who's been a surprise for you so far the first month of the season? My surprise has been the Chiefs, actually. That's been the biggest, the biggest surprise um, I've seen so far. They're the only undefeated team in the league right now. They're playing up against the Houston Texans this weekend, which is going to be a very, very tough challenging game for the Chiefs it'll be interesting to see if they are able to overcome this adversity when it comes to the Houston Texans defense because Alex Smith and Kareem Hunt and all those guys I think that they can do it but it'll be interesting to see if the Texans are able to shut down that offense because the offense has been very potent so far um, but yeah that's gonna be my my pick this week is going to be the but that's going to be the best game of this of the weekend i think it's going to be the chiefs and texans um uh, another team that i'm kind of interested about is the buffalo bills the bills have been doing very very well so far we talked about it last week a little bit yeah they're the they're number one in uh, points against 13.5 the defense has been solid and the thing is we thought that it was going to be the miami dolphins that were going to be the contenders um up against new england patriots this season but it looks like now the buffalo bills are the ones that are going to be the contenders um, do you think the Buffalo Bills are going to be able to keep this up throughout the rest of the season? Well, the good news for them, they got the Bengals, who aren't doing so hot, the Bucks, who can't kick field goals. <laughs> they got the Raiders, who we don't know about Derek Carr's situation, and they got the Jets, their next four games. So the Bills, I can easily see them going maybe 6-2, and two, maybe 7-1. and one. So the Bills are looking hot. And right now, the schedule looking forward, I mean, the only tough teams I see, maybe the Saints – the Colts, maybe the Chiefs, the Patriots. So, I mean, the first half of the season, I think they'll be okay. It's going to be the second half. We're going to see if they're going to be able to keep this up because that's what they're going to play more of their divisional opponents. Uh, just a quick surprise for me, Dylan, is, I mean, not many people thought, the L.A. Rams. I really did not expect much out of them this season after being so bad, and I thought they were really going to be bad this year, but they really surprised me. They're 3-1. and one. I think they're leading the NFC West right now. And they beat the Cowboys, which is a stunner. They play the Seahawks. That's going to be a real challenge uh, this week. But they're doing exceptionally well. Jared Goff is playing really well. They're fifth on overall on offense with 270.3 passing yards. And their points for game, they're averaging a lot of points, 35.5 doing well. And their rushing game is mid-table in the league. So we'll see if the Rams can keep this up, Dylan. Uh, Dylan, who's your maybe disappointment of the first month of the season? Hmm, disappointment this this first month of the season would have to probably be I'd have to say the Patriots. They were coming into the season with with high hopes of becoming a Super Bowl contender again and going there and winning the Super Bowl again because they had such a talent, talented offense, but they just haven't really done much in the past the, the past 4 weeks. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they are able to get back to that that pedestal I think that last night was a good win for them and hopefully they'll be able to build on that in the next few weeks but you know it's it's interesting because 
you know, we were talking about how Tom Brady is overcoming father time. He's he's just this player that's going to play, you know, he could play th- two, three, four more years if he wanted to. But, you know, it, it, you kind of got to think, is this because of age? Is, the, is that the reason why they're not producing as much as they were before? Or is it because the entire offense is just not in sync as they were in the past? Um, with them already losing two games this season, we thought they were going to be undefeated but at this point. But, you know, they've already lost two games. Uh, it, that's probably the most disappointing team I've seen so far. Yeah, to me, I mean, I, the most disappointing team for me is, and this is probably obvious, but it's the New York Giants. I really thought the New York Giants were going to be a lot better this year. I mean, both of them, the Jets, I mean, the Jets are doing a little better, but the Buffalo Bills right now are the best team in New York right now. So, and the Giants, I mean, Eli Manning, he's only had six touchdowns in four games that's terrible. Their rushing average is 59.3 for rushing yards. That's 31st in the league, Dylan. That's terrible. Awful. And their points for, they're only averaging 15 points a game. That's just not good at all. And their passing average is not good either. So the Giants really need to turn it around. They got the Chargers, who aren't doing so good themselves either. So coming up next. So that might help them out. But the Giants got to turn it around. Lucky for them. The NFC East, like, no one's killing it right now. The Cowboys, Redskins, no one's taking a big lead right now. So they still could make it other than the Eagles. But if the Giants don't turn around quickly, McAdoo's out, gone. Yeah, and that's another coach that I think we should add to the list of coaches who need to be fired within the next two weeks. Ben McAdoo needs to be that kind of coach because he, him and his new haircut, I mean, I'm telling you what, it's just not working in New York at all. And I think that they definitely need to move on from Ben McAdoo and bring in somebody that can actually – talk the same language as Odell Beckham Jr. at least because Odell Beckham Jr. has been nothing in this league. I mean, he, he has not been doing anything so far, so hopefully we'll be able to uh, see something happen with the New, New York Giants in the next few weeks. Uh, moving on to some league news, the biggest piece of news coming out is the Cam Newton press conference of him laughing that a female was asking him a question about routes. Um, what, what are your thoughts about this? Well, it's, it's disappointing, Dylan. Uh you know, Cam Newton, he, he didn't seem too apologetic about the situation, like, afterwards. And I think that's what's really surprised a lot of people. You know, Cam Newton's usually about kids and, you know, being respectful of everybody. You know, we all know about the protests going on in the league, stuff like that. He's been very open about that. So this was a little surprising that he would react the way he did. Now, I think the only reason why he apologized, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but because he lost to uh, Dannon. The York yeah. company dropped him. Yeah. And we know Cam Newton has a lot of sponsorship. Where I work at Under Armour, his face mm-hmm. is there on our elevator. So <laughs> yeah, it is. I was worried. Oh, is Under Armour gonna drop him now because of what's going on? What he said. Um, I also on Twitter, this little girl had put, uh, drew a picture of Routes, and she sent like to Cam Newton, like, "Hey, woman, we know football too, that kind of thing." So I think that really got to him. And that's probably why he decided to make apologize the day after the incident. So I guess you could say too little, too late. But I think he's getting the memo. So I think hopefully so. he won't do that again. I think so. I mean, you know, we have seen childish things out of him. Um, in the past, when he was in college, he did some childish things. And, you know, uh, being a player of his caliber, he does need to realize he is a role model for kids and, and a role model um, in this world. And and having comments like that, I mean, it might be something that, you know, hey, if you think it, keep it keep it up there in your head, okay? Don't, don't blurt it out saying, oh, that's funny that a girl's asking me a question about football. Because, I mean, people do their research nowadays. I mean, oh, yeah. she's, she's been a sports reporter for a while now. She, she loves football. She's learned football. And, you know, she was asking you a question that was 
probably smarter than the other questions that were being asked that day. So, I mean, just don't, you don't shoot down somebody like that. If they're trying their best to, to understand the sport, uh, even though they can't play the sport to the full potential that they do, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting situation and we'll see if more endorsements are dropped, um, in the next few weeks because of Cam Newton's words. So moving on to some hockey news, the NHL regular season began this week, um, Wednesday actually, and it started off with a bang. Uh, I'm telling you what the Edmonton Oilers killed it. Uh, actually Connor McDavid killed it and he scored three goals in his first game, a hat trick of the season. Uh, first, first game of the season, he scores a hat trick. How incredible is that? Um, it looks like he's going to be the Connor McDavid we knew last year too. So it's going to be interesting, um, thing to watch there. What is the biggest game? Um, biggest surprise you saw the first two days of the NHL season? The biggest surprise, Dylan, was we had uh, four players had hat tricks. So, as you mentioned, Carmack McDavid, he had a hat trick. Brandon Saad, uh, last night, th- three goals as the Blackhawks just destroyed the Penguins. 10-1? to one? Wow. And then, of course, my boy, Alex Ovechkin, he got a hat trick last night. Basically saved us against the, um, against the uh, Ottawa Senators. And then, of course, Wayne Simmons. He came out of nowhere and gets a hat trick for the Flyers as they open up their game on Wednesday against the San Jose Sharks um, on Wednesday night. So, yeah, four players getting opened up with hat tricks. That's awesome. Yeah, um, my biggest surprise was the Blackhawks coming out and beating the Penguins so decisively. The thing was, though, the Blackhawks scoring 10 goals, what they were doing is they were making up for the goals they didn't score last year against the National oh Predators in the playoffs. Here we go. Zing! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> so um, they didn't hear, you know, they didn't hear Chelsea's dagger in, in Chicago at all last year. So during the playoffs. Uh, uh, uh. It's great. Anyway, um, that's probably the biggest thing that I, that's been surprising me so far. Um, so then moving on to the Caps and Preds had their season openers last night. Uh, the Caps did have a hat trick with Ovechkin coming in, getting a hat yeah, trick. Predators. Came up short. They came up short in Boston by 4-3 score. Um, Arvidsson did score a goal. I believe that Philip Forsberg scored a goal as well. So we we do have those guys producing, which is great. And we do have the Jofa line back, which is Ryan Johansson, Philip Forsberg, and Victor Arvidsson. So it's good to see those guys playing. But I think that we just need some some more cohesion, some more, you know... um, Connections with the players. They just need to play, be on the ice a few more games. And once they get that chemistry, I think they'll be fine. But, you know, one game should not hurt you at all. It's it's one game. It's the first game of the season. If your team lost, relax. You'll move on to next week, and um, hopefully you'll win the next one. So Definitely, Dylan. Well, let's go on a couple signings. Sabres, they locked up their star player, Jack Eichel, to a long-term contract, eight-year deal. So good news for the Sabres fans. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, they pick up, uh, they claim uh, Malcolm Subban, who's the uh, brother of P.K. Subban, oh, yeah. off waivers um, from the Boston Bruins. So they picked him up. They traded Calvin Pickard to the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs, so they make room for him. So that'll be interesting. Yarmir Yager, I never thought he was going to get signed by anybody, but he finally did. He got signed a one-year contract with the Calgary Flames. So that's going to be very interesting. I think uh, Yarmir Yager is going to help them out. Bring some forward depth to them. They got, um, uh, dang, who's their, I'm trying to remember the star player. I just had it in my head now. I, I wonder if it. Calgary is going to adopt. Johnny Gaudreau, that's who it was. That's right. I wonder if uh, Calgary is going to adopt the the trend with people throwing rats in the ice whenever mm-hmm. Yamriager 
scores goals. I wonder if that's going to continue. That's interesting. But, yeah, that's awesome that he got a, a deal. I'm glad that he is going to be playing well, um, one more year in the league. I, he said he is 99% sure he's going to retire after this season. And he had always wanted to play for a Canadian team. And so Calgary called up, said, hey, we want you. And and Yammer said, yeah, well, I will bring my services to Calgary. So congratulations to him. Yeah, man, it's, it's going to be his 24th season. So that's really cool. All right, Dylan, I'm um, honest some sad news. I'm sure you... you You've heard his uh, this guy's voice on many NBC games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was definitely involved in the NBCSN or NBC Sports coverage in the playoffs last year. But Dave Schrader, uh, he had uh, bile duct cancer. Uh, uh, he lost his battle with that, and he passed away this earliest week at age 62. He's known as the voice uh, of hockey uh, versus Brock. I'm very familiar with him because he, he was doing uh, games for the Dallas Stars most recently. So uh, just condolences to uh, his, his family and everything. And I'll they get through this difficult time. And uh Dave Streeter, we're going to miss you, man. We love yeah, you, man. So, yeah. um, we're going to miss you, man. So, uh, those are family and hope they uh, get through this difficult time, man. All right, Dylan. So, let's move on to some quick basketball news. Uh, the basketball, the NBA, they made some rule changes uh, for the draft. So, what that means is that they're going to have, if the three worst teams in the league, you'll have the same percentage. It's getting a top pick instead of the worst team in the league. And then, if you are benching your star players during a national televised game, you will get fined. So that's one new thing they've done it. Uh, the NBA has also ditched their East-West uh, format for the All-Star game for next year. So it'll be like the NHL, pretty much how everybody else is doing. You're going to have two captains, and they pick the rest of the players. Yeah. Have uh, they already picked the captains for that yet, or no? Not yet. That will be later it, they, They've been advertising this whole thing, showing Stephen Curry and LeBron James as captains, but uh, I don't know if that was just for promotional things or whatnot. But, I mean, that would be interesting to see Stephen Curry and, and LeBron James being the ca- captains, which they probably will be. Anyway, continue. Yeah, Dylan. Um, so, the NBA preseason started, um, and they'll have uh, two weeks, less than two weeks from now, we'll have the NBA season starting. So, that's pretty cool. The Thunder and Rockets played, I think, on Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Paul George, and Russell where they combined 34 points. The team still lost 104-97 to to the Rockets, but very interesting game. Uh, Trace McGrady, he's joined the Orlando Magic as an uh, advisor to their CEO. So that's pretty awesome as well. So that's going to be great for the Magic. We'll see how they do in the NBA this season. All right, Dylan, on to my infamous football recap of the week. All right, so let's do a quick weekend recap. Just going to share a few what's been going on. Toronto FC, they beat the New York Red Bulls this past weekend to clinch the Supporters' Shield. They won that game 4-2, so that's pretty awesome. And Atlanta United, they lost a heartbreaking fashion this past week on Tuesday against Minnesota United 3-2, and that snapped Atlanta United's eight-game winning streak. Uh, For the Orlando Pride, the Orlando Pride, they played a game this week. They defeated North Carolina Courage 3-2, and that moved us to the third spot in the NWSL uh, standings. So now we will play Portland in the playoffs this weekend. That game will be tomorrow at 3.30 on Lifetime. All right, Dylan. Orlando City, they had a game this week as well. They had a 0-0 draw against FC Dallas. Now, Orlando City is not playing this week. They have a bye, but they are playing a friendly uh, this week against uh, a team from Puerto Rico uh, to raise money for the Puerto Rico release. So that's awesome for them that they're doing that. Uh, for There was a little issue with the FC Dallas game because they had Barrios. They switched him out for Akindele, and then they changed their – uh, lineup sheet in the middle of the game, right before the game started, and then they put bars in the game. So a lot of people, it was basically an ineligible player. So a lot of people thought 
MLS was going to make FC Dallas forfeit and give us the points. But MLS decided, no, we're just going to find them seventy five grand uh, and for allocation and $25 on top of that. $25,000. So we don't get the points. Oh, well. Honestly, we can't catch a break anyways. All right, Dylan. Honestly, quick soccer news. We had some local qualifiers. So just to get a quick record out, Syria, Australia got a 1-1 draw. Uh, Argentina, they cannot beat Peru. So now they dropped sixth place. And Dylan, Argentina could miss the World Cup. Like the U.S. could miss the World Cup. They couldn't. So no Messi at the World Cup, no USA, no Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, my gosh, what is going on? So that's going to be crazy going on during the World Cup qualifiers. So teams that have qualified so far, Russia, because they hosted it, Brazil, Iran, Japan, Mexico, Belgium, South Korea, Saudi Arabia, Germany, England, and Spain. Those are all teams that have qualified for the World Cup so far. All right, Dylan, the game to watch this weekend, it's pretty obvious. The USA, Dylan, you got to support the U.S. men's national team. we got a big game tonight against Panama. Yes, we do. So we got that game at 735. It's going on right now as we speak. Yeah. And then Tuesday, Trinidad Tobago. So, guys, watch those two games, support the USA, and let's get them to the World Cup. Two wins, guys. Two wins. Let's do it. And that will include my football recap of the week. Awesome. Moving on to some baseball news. The MLB playoffs started. The Twins lost 13 straight postseason defeats. Yeah, they had Wait. 13 straight postseason defeats because they lost the Yankees 8-4 to okay. in the wild card game. So the 10 of those games that they've lost to were against the Yankees. So they had a bad luck against them. Um, the D-backs, they beat the Colorado Rockies 11-8 in the other wild card game. And then the Houston Astros, they're up 2-0. They beat the Boston Red Sox earlier today, 8-2. So they're up 2-0 in that series. Uh, the Cleveland Indians are up 1-0 right now against the uh, New York Yankees. But they're playing right now. And I'm just checking real quick. They are... Oh, the Yankees are up 8-3. So it looks like they might have that game tied 1-1. 1-1. We'll see how it goes. And then the other games tonight, the Cubs, the Nationals play tonight. And then you got the Dodgers playing the D-backs. So that will be the interesting series going on forward. All right, Dylan, on some miscellaneous news, WNBA Finals update. The Minnesota Lynx, they did it. They came back to beat the L.A. Sparks to win the NBA, the WNBA championship. That is now their fourth title in the last seven years. They're based in the dynasty. And Maya Moore, she was the MVP. So congrats on her. Derek Jeter, he's now officially an owner for the Miami Marlins. So he's going to have some big decisions to make, especially on Giancarlo Stanton. So we'll keep our eyes on that. And Lauren Powell Jobs, who is the uh, widow for uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah. She has bought a 20% stake in My Metal Sports Entertainment. That's the company that's owned by Ted Leonis, who owns both the Washington Capitals and the Washington Wizards. So that's a really big deal, Dylan, because it's uh, not too often, Dylan, that you see a lot of uh, female uh, uh, ex- like big-time executives in sports. Um, you have uh, Kim Pagula for the Buffalo Bills, you have uh, Jeannie Buss for the Lakers, of course, and you have uh, Denver Ann Walton for the uh, Cronky. So that's great that you're seeing uh, more women involved in uh, these sports teams as well. So that's great. All right, Dylan, let's hear your, your fantasy corner update. So my fantasy corner this week is actually going to be detailing um, our league that we have. Uh, JT and I have the Out of Bounds League on, on Yahoo Sports. And this past weekend... Two familiar foes actually faced off against each other, and those foes happen to be myself and JT. And guess what? I won! 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not my fault my players got binged up. Well, hey, I still won. Um, it was a great game between us. We, I, I think I won by like 15 points or something, but it was still a lot of fun. Um, in our league, actually, though, we are the worst, some of the worst players in our league. Um, as of right now, Dylan Taylor is leading my division, and I believe that Ryan Hoover is leading your division. Yeah, he's undefeated, and there's other players like, two and two and like the rest of us are like one and three our division's bad right now. yeah i mean I, dylan and i believe um jake are three and one so far in our league and then everybody else is two and two so in our division it's not that that bad but jt you've only won one game so far what what yeah, is that about micah yeah i got what pick is it that up. about gotta pick it up oh my well gosh. i got the other dylan this week so i gotta redeem myself i'm pretty sure i will but with julio jones probably sitting out Marcus Mariota sitting out maybe. Uh, I picked up Jared Goff, just see if he can give me some help. So we'll see, man. I need some receivers. <laughs> need some receiver help for sure. Yeah, true. So we'll see, man. Maybe I'll get lucky this week. So if you're looking for a quarterback, I know that Marcus Mariota is down with injury right now, and he might have been your starting quarterback on your league. If he was your starting quarterback and you're looking for a quarterback, have no fear. Dylan is here. Dak Prescott is on the waiver wire on a lot of leagues, so I would definitely pick up Dak Prescott. He's going up against Green Bay. Green Bay's defense has not been playing that well this season, um, and Dak Prescott is projected on Yahoo, on, I'm sorry, on ESPN, to get 21.3 points this weekend. It's the Green Bay Packers defense, so definitely pick up Dak Prescott. Um, another one, if you haven't picked up uh, Wendell Smallwood from Philadelphia Eagles, I would definitely pick him up running back wise. Um, wide receiver wise, if you have not picked up Hogan from uh, Chris Hogan from the Patriots, I would definitely pick him up. He actually got me some pretty good points this week 21.4 points this week. He'll be on the radar. So if you have a high waiver wire um, position this coming up week, I would definitely pick up Chris Hogan as well as one of your wide receivers. And that'll do it for my fantasy corner this week. Now on to Uncle Bobby's scam alert. Uncle Bobby, what do you have for us this week? Okay, thanks for having me again. Sorry I can't be there. Uh, so my scam is probably going to cause a little controversy, but anyway, I have to say it because I don't understand why it happened. But the whole uh, Cam Newton deal with the uh, presser uh, when that uh, female reporter, Jordan Rodriguez, uh, asked him basically about the routes the one player was uh, doing uh, after he got the ball and he was going to fight for more yards. And they have a Madden term called uh, trunk uh, uh, shut. What are they, well, I can't remember what they call it now. Remember what it's called? Trunk stops, stopping or something? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, sorry, I don't have the notes in front of me. But anyway, she asked him that. And as she was asking that, he started smiling, you know. And then he said, basically, I can't believe a female would ask about routes and stuff. And my thing is, why even bring that up? Because it's a Madden term. And plus, who wouldn't want the quarterback, want his wide receiver or running back to fight for more yards? So maybe it's more, like I said, on the Madden term. But, I mean, to me, it just made no sense why I'd even ask it. And then plus, on top of that, she had been, uh, I guess, basically uh, not censored, but she had said something on Twitter a few years back. It was kind of off color, and she had to uh, basically apologize for that. So I don't know what the deal is. But anyway, I don't know what your thoughts about it are. But I just think that uh, she should never ask to begin with. Well, I mean, I, I think in this situation, it's females out there that are in this sport, that are in uh, different sports too, that that are looked upon as, oh, you don't know anything about my sport because you never played it before. 
Um, I, I think in this situation, Cam should have apologized, and he did. He did have an apology video come out. I think it was yesterday that it came out or no, today. No, it was, it was the day after the whole incident. Okay. And I think what made him decide to do it was, because I saw on Twitter today, there was this little girl. I don't, I don't know if you saw it, but it was a tweet from like a little girl um, on the, and she was drawing on the paper like play routes yeah. from wide receivers and stuff. Yeah. So... I think once Cam Newton probably saw that, that's probably made him apologize. Remember, yesterday was when Dan and Oikos, the yogurt company, decided to dump him after, for sponsorship reasons. And I'm sure Cam Newton's thinking, uh-oh, I already lost Dan, and I don't want to lose Under Armour because that's his other sponsor. Yeah, true. So and I think that's probably why he had to do it. There are probably going to be other sponsors jumping off the bandwagon pretty soon because of this whole thing. I don't think the apology really helped him. Um, I've heard other analysts say that the apology didn't really seem that um, apologetic, really. He didn't really seem that sincere in the apology. So we'll see what happens with that situation. But it is an interesting situation to keep an eye on. And uh, that was a good scam. Yeah. So let's move on to winners and losers for this week. Uh, JT, since you're the birthday boy today, I will let you go first. All right. Thanks, Dylan. All right. So my winner this week is going to be the NHL, uh, more particularly the New Jersey Devils, um, because they are uh, for the first time uh, the NHL is actually giving a real assist to women's hockey. So earlier today it was announced that the NWHL's uh, New York Riveteers will rebrand and partner with the New Jersey Devils, and it's the first time Dylan an NHL franchise has directly supported a women's pro hockey team. And hopefully, Dylan, this will lead to more teams getting behind women's pro teams and lead for more bigger things to come for that team. So. Especially last year, it was a really tough year with the NWHL with players have their salaries being cut in half. Um, having support for a team of the back leg the Devils is huge. And this is going to be a three-year deal. And what the Devils are going to do is the plan is for the Devils to share resources such as marketing facilities, which are rent-free, they don't have to pay, events, sales, and game presentation. The Rooters will also adopt the Devils' colors, changing their scheme from blue and red to red, white, and black. So this is pretty cool, Dylan, and hopefully, like I said, we'll see more teams do it in the NHL. We've already seen it, of course, in the WNBA and the NBA, and we've seen it between MLS and the NWSL. So hopefully this will be a big thing for them going forward. My loser this week is going to be Alex Morgan and her, her entourage of Orlando City players she was with uh, this past weekend. Uh, apparently she went to Epcot with some of her, her teammates and some of the Orlando City players, and Apparently, they were a little loud, a little belligerent, probably had a little too much to drink over there in the UK pavilion. Hammered. And the call the police and pretty much they escorted them out the building. So it's been a tough week for Alex Morgan. Uh, she had to apologize. Uh, I know a lot of people were concerned that she might get suspended for this big playoff game we have tomorrow against the Portland Thorns. But Orlando Pride said, no, we're not going to do that. We'll just have her apologize, probably give her a fine. And let her go on. But I'm a little worried, Dylan, about Alex Morgan's psyche because this is going to be a big game tomorrow against Portland Thorns, and she has to focus. And right now, the Portland Thorns, they're kind of already egging on her a little bit, and I guess right for because of what she did. Because earlier today, uh, we had one of the fans for the Portland Thorns asked one of the Portland Thorns players, uh, Emily Mendez, they asked her, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? And you want to know what Emily's response was? What? She said, and I quote, I heard Epcot is cool. So already they're taking <laughs> shots at Alex Morgan. So I'm like, wow. But, you know, 
It's going to be fun tomorrow. I'm already waiting. Every time she touches the ball tomorrow, the fans in Portland are going to start chanting, Epcot, Epcot. So it's already looking bad. And we started this last night, Dylan, between the Louisville NC State game. Every time the Louisville players touch the ball, those NC State fans start chanting, FBI, FBI. I'm like, wow. Wow. Yeah, shots fired there. Wow. What about Alex Morgan uh, with Disney? Is Disney banning her for an extended amount of time, or was it just that day they just decided to kick her out? Do we know any more about that? I haven't heard anything on that. If they're going to ban her for like an experienced period of time, if I'm Alex Morgan, just don't just lay low. Don't go to Disney for a while. Just you got Universal, you got SeaWorld. Orlando's got plenty of other entertainment. Just lay low. And I'm always saying that because. Disney is a sponsor for both Orlando Pride and Orlando City. There you go. Uncle Bobby, on to your winners and losers. Okay, so my winner is Joey of, I uh, hope I pronounced his name, Votto or Voto. I think it's Votto. But anyway, he plays for the Reds. Um, and uh, basically, um, the last game of the season it was against Chicago. And uh, the way some of the seats are, some of the games, you're actually, at this day, you can actually look into the dugout from the regular seats across the side pretty good. So these two young fans from the Cubs side, they were pretty much just, you know, chatting with him and talking with him and stuff. And then come toward the end of the game, he took off his batting gloves and threw them to the kids. So they each got a batting glove. And then watched them put them on. They're all jumping up and down, excited and everything. So it was good to see. But back in August, uh, back at home in Cincinnati, he had uh, uh, met a young man who had a, a, a disease, and he basically gave him his batting, uh, his bat at the game and stuff. And so he watched them hand it to him over the fence, did a little bat tap with him and everything. And it was really good. nice to see. So I like those stories. Nice. And your loser? Okay, loser is uh, President's Cup uh, with Jordan Spieth uh, over the weekend. Basically on Saturday, uh, they had the, uh, I think the hole was uh, pretty much over, but the opposing team was putting. And as the ball went past the hole, Jordan Spieth walked up and stopped the ball from continuing on. And, of course, that's against the rules. Big way. Uh, You can't touch a ball while it's in play at all. So the, they were disqualified from the hole. It really didn't matter, but the point was why even do it. So what I'm thinking is maybe he didn't want to be there because it's not like the FedEx Cup's over. It's just the President's Cup, so maybe that was his way of saying he didn't really want to be there. I don't know for sure. But anyway, so my loser is Jordan Spieth. Interesting. Okay. Well, my winner this week is going to be Mitchell Trubisky because he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears this coming up weekend, which is fantastic. He gets to start, start his career as a Bear and we'll see what he can actually do on a football field in the National Football League, which would be great to see. My loser this week is on the flip side, Mitch Trubisky's health uh, long-term, because he is going to be knocked down several times this Sunday. I don't know how long he can survive with that offensive line they have there in Chicago, and I seriously don't see him coming out of this season unscathed as the open as the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears because it's going to be a tough season for that quarterback. So that's my winner and loser this week. Moving on to final thoughts. Uncle Bobby, you're first. Okay, so my final thought is uh, basically the NFL. So, I, I mean, they're supposed to be enforcing these uh, helmet hits. Uh, but I don't know if you all saw last week the uh, Packers game uh, last Thursday. Uh, the uh, wide receiver for the Packers, Devon Adams, uh, was basically tackled on the play and was going down, and the Bears uh, linebacker, Tony uh, uh, Trevon, basically came in, lowered his head, and lifted his feet and basically smashed Adams' face mask with the crown of his helmet. Uh, Adams went down, of course, stayed down. They had to cart him off the field. Um, he had some uh, extremity, I, I think, uh, feeling loss. Uh, I believe he got it back. Uh, now, the funny part was the refs did not eject him. 
did not do anything. He got to stay and play the rest of the game. So what I don't understand is I thought that they have the uh, replay from New York that's supposed to look at any plays uh, to decide, like, if a penalty needs to be uh, overturned or a play or whatever. So I just don't understand. I thought the NFL was supposed to be taking this very seriously, but evidently they did not. Uh, so I don't know what the outcome is yet on penalties for him. But I thought for sure that he would be ejected from the game, but it did not happen. So that's my final thought. Yeah, I agree. It was a vicious hit um, by the by Trevathan, and and definitely something that should have been ejectable offense, but it turned out it wasn't. So unfortunately, that didn't happen that way. But hopefully, they'll be able to crack down on those hits more in the future. So, JT, your final thoughts. Well, my final thought is going to go out to us Americans is getting behind. The uh, U.S. men's national team, uh, they got a big game tonight in Orlando City Stadium against Panama. And, guys, you know, we've been prepping for all week, you know, because these are two big must-win games. And it's pretty simple, guys. U.S. men's national team wins tonight against Panama. And next week on Tuesday against Trinidad and Tobago, we are going to Russia next year for the World Cup. But And I know the U.S. team hasn't looked good, but we got to get behind the team, more of these players. And, look, guys, Josie Altidore, you know, you need to do what you got to do, get some goals in the net. You do really well for Toronto FC. We need you to do it for the U.S. Men's National Team. Michael Bradley, you got a captain, do the best you can, and get some nice crosses in there. Clint Dempsey, finish the job. And our defense, defense, you need to quit leaking goals and leaking those opportunities for the Panama and these other teams. You got to play solid. I want a shutout tonight. I want to shut out these next two games. Don't be giving up goals like those Pittsburgh Penguins gave up those 10 goals last night, okay? <laughs> you need to play a lot better. And Tim Howard, there's a reason why we're calling you the Secretary of Defense, man. Play like you did three years ago against Belgium in that game where you were making saves all over the place. So U.S. Men's National, I'm challenging you just to get two wins. Get two wins because if we slip up against Panama and we get out of Trinidad and we're going to really rely on help, we're in trouble, guys. And trust me, I do not want stock apocalypse coming here where we do not make the World Cup and fans are going to be disinterested and go watch football or baseball or whatever. Just focus on attack and, and get the job done. Let's do it, guys. USA! 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 So my final thought goes out to the fans that are discouraged by losing their first game of the season. Look, especially in the National Hockey League, there are 82 games in the regular season. If you lose your first game, like my National Predators did last night, it's not the end of the world. It's the first game of the season. There are 81 games left. Don't worry about it. Calm Stay cool, calm, and collective. That, that, that's all you have to do. And they will be better in the season. Now, the Devils, for instance, I'm sorry, Scott, but I don't think they'll be better in the season. But, hey, you have a shot at being better in the season after that first game. So if you lose that first game, don't worry about it. Pick your head back up, and you will do better throughout the rest of the season. And um, go Preds. So that's my final thought for the week, and thanks for listening for this week. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at LOB Podcast, also on Facebook, Out of Bounds with Dylan James. So you can follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, everything. WBLZsports.com. every Saturday from 10 to 11 a.m. You can follow us on anything, guys. Uh, make sure to go follow us, um, and we have a lot of content coming out. Also, our website, OutOfBoundsPodcast.com. JT, what are your social media handles? You can reach me at... JTSaka88 on Twitter. That's at JTSOCKA88. You can email me at JT at com, And you can reach out to me on my personal sports blog. It's www.jtthesportsguy.com. Uncle Bobby, what is your Twitter handle, sir? 
So my Twitter handle is Life is a Big Scam. Every first letter of each word is capital. Life is a Big Scam. And to let everybody know, I have not tried the new Twitter 320 uh, uh, text uh, number yet. So I don't know if it's going to work or not, but I have not tried it yet. I think it's 240. Yeah, it's 240. It's 240. But, I, I mean, thought it was 320. I thought nah. they doubled it. Well, no, they did. They doubled what it was before. They didn't double it, I don't think. What was they it before? 140? 140. Now it's 240. It was 160. I thought it was 160. I, I don't I know. I believe it's 140. I'm pretty okay, sure it's whatever. I think it's right, 140. Whatever, no <laughs> anyway, so right. they, they did extend it. It's, it's fine. Um, thanks for listening to the show this week, guys, and we will talk to you next week. Seven Sports Talk. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. I'm Stephen Jodderin from Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Hi, I'm Armand Kafai. Be sure to give us a listen for the best coverage in American soccer. Follow us on Twitter at Uncle Sam Soccer Pod. And give us a subscription on iTunes and Google Play. You don't want to miss it. Gen Service offers complete electrical service with a reputation based on quality. Turn to them for residential, commercial, and industrial electrical service. Doesn't matter if it's new construction, homes, electrical panels, hot tubs, generators, or a commercial rewire. The Gen Service team is licensed, bond, and insured to put your electrical concerns at ease. For an electrical contractor with 25 years of service, give Gen Service a call at 740-438-7173. With over 30 years of experience, the smart people call on Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing. Interior, exterior, commercial, or residential, Doug Peffer does it all. Is your house looking ugh? Then call on Doug. Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll receive a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. We are not Vegas, guys. We're just two guys from South Carolina making our picks. Doing what we love. That's it. 
No bunkum, no bullshit. We don't have credit cards at the day. We're not hanging out with Frella Mafia. Even though we wish we were. The Burger and Badass Show, Thursday night from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturday morning from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Exclusively on WBLZ Sports. We got the balls. Danny, I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Are you going to get me the ball? Oh, I'll get you the ball. Get me the ball. WBLZ Sports. I hope he doesn't kill somebody.